I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to get the perspective of tonight's game from a Hall of Famer. I love the city of Milwaukee, the Bucks organization. A Bucks legend. It's all about the game, and I'm just blessed to be a part of the great game of basketball. Sidney Moncrief joins the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. He knows all about the Boston Celtics. You see his number four hanging in the rafters at Fiserv Forum. Sidney Moncrief, the Hall of Famer, joins us now on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Sidney, I know you know all about these Boston Celtics, but first I want to start with you tonight on the coaching side of your illustrious basketball career. What is it like as a coaching staff trying to keep the heads in the game when you've been up almost 20 going into the break and you put up 76 like the Bucks do in the first half tonight? Well, first of all, as a coach, you know you're not 20 points better than Boston. You're better than Boston, so you expect for them to make a run. You hope that their run will stop before it gets into the double-digit lead. So I'm sure the coaching staff expected the run, but they did not expect Boston to probably get within four points. That could be the toughest part is you, you know that the run is going to come. You know that it's going to, to get out and head. And like you said, no, there's not many teams that are 20 points better than other teams in the league. And the Bucks have struggled, you know, in a couple of their losses, the Boston game out there. And, you know, tonight they rectify it and finish the game, but the Miami game early blowing it seems like one of the more dangerous places to be in the nba is with a 20 point lead because you're one or two good runs away from losing that thing and not being able to get the momentum back you really are and when you're 60 to 70 percent shooting three-point shots in the first half you know that cannot last you feel that your team is going to come back to a, a certain level you just hope that level is not where it jeopardizes you winning or losing the ball game or jeopardize, I'm sorry, you losing the ball game. And let's be realistic. The Bucks still won. I right. think it's good for them to have these types of games to where they have a lead on a good team and the other good team makes a run. You have a guy that scores 40 points and, and smart start coming alive and the Bucks start missing shots they normally make. But you're able to keep your composure, which is what's important, and still win the ball game. Sydney, I think if Marcus Smart only played the Milwaukee Bucks, he might be he might be an All Star like two or three times because the guy just seems to always play well against the Bucks, and he always seems to play good defense on Giannis, being as much smaller as he is, being able to play somebody like that as the defensive guy you were. What is your number one tactic going up against somebody with that kind of size advantage against you? It's really strange, and this is going to sound strange. The smaller players gave me the most trouble because they're closer to where their basketball is most of the time. Okay. Which is below your knee or from your knee to your hip, which is normally the size of the player. And you're constantly thinking and you're worrying about, is this guy going to steal the ball, strip the ball 
when I'm going up to shoot or when I dribble, are they going to pressure up and steal the basketball? It's extremely difficult to play against a small, strong, intelligent ball player. And and that really is Marcus Smart. I mean, people don't like him necessarily in the city of Milwaukee because of how well he's played against the Bucks. But he is. He's just a smart ball player and knows how to get Sometimes it just seems like he knows how to get under somebody else's skin. And and that part of keeping your composure must just be so tough. And I, I got to be honest, I just I, I envy these dudes being able to do this in pro sports, Marcus, because it cannot be that easy to be able to keep your composure in that kind of moment. No, it's very difficult. And remember, smart plays into people's bodies. If officials allow you to do that, you have a – distinct advantage over a guy that's smaller, I'm sorry, a guy that's larger than you. And I think tonight Giannis still scores, what, 32 points, 17 rebounds. Mm -hmm. He's very effective, but 10 for 20 from the foul line. Now that, that a lot of points that we left on the plate tonight. And and those are those are numbers that that Bucks fans seem to always be looking at is the free throw percentage from Giannis Sidney Moncrief. What what can that be? Do you think that's in between the ears or uh, movement-wise? Because he was closer to 75% earlier on in his career. Yeah, I think right now we're going to see Giannis evolve into a 75% foul shooter, but it won't be a quick process, and he's going to have nights like he had tonight from the foul line where he just doesn't get into the groove. You, you struggle early, and you don't have confidence later in the ball game, and that's what happened tonight. But I think he will be a 75% foul shooter, but it might take another two or three years for him to be consistent. 32 points and 17 rebounds from Giannis tonight. Just an incredible stat line. Drop in seven dimes in there, and that works out. But in 30 minutes, 23 points and three of five from downtown, it feels like, Sydney. we're always talking about Chris Middleton just continuing to up his game. And it appears, Chris, a historically streaky guy, uh, is starting to get a little bit warm. Yeah, he is. Anytime you can score 23 points on 13 shots, get six rebounds, four assists, two steals, zero turnovers, I think that's a line most players would love to have (laughs) in the NBA. And he is, as we know, a dominant player. And I think he's starting to get the feel, his groove, and I expect these type numbers consistently from here out. Sydney, I've thought that Sydney Moncrief joining us on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Appreciate everybody leaving Pfizer form. If you want to join us, it's 414-799-1250. I've I felt like Dante DiVincenzo is one of these players in the league that is, is a really good role player because he knows how to play with guys that, that might be better than him. And, and being able to understand that I can do all of the dirty work while all the other guys do the the fancy stuff, and I'm going to get my numbers in the flow of the game and just maybe being smarter around the game. Is that just a, a tactic and, and being an intelligent basketball player that maybe you play better with better guys around you? I think Dante is a very skilled player. I think he has the ability to be a primary guy one of your top four or five players, he's still relatively young and trying to get the feel of the NBA game. The speed, Billy, the speed, the speed of the NBA, the closeout, and it makes it so much more difficult for you when you come out of college. It takes certain players longer to adjust, but we're seeing him get his rhythm, his feel, his confidence, and he's capable in 28 minutes of scoring 19 points. 
four yeah. out of eight from the three-point line. He's that type of player. He's that type of talent. I, I totally agree, and I think a lot of it, too, is you just said adjusting to the speed, and, and that's a 100% it because we also kind of forget now he was the first-round pick from two years ago, but he missed almost all of last year to an injury and, and still being able to come back from that, still getting himself underneath him, get his legs back underneath him, and being able to run at this pace is is something else. Sidney Moncrief joining us here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. You mentioned Kemba Walker being able to drop 40 tonight. He's a special player on the other side, too. Yeah, he's so streaky. He can go along like he did tonight and just, like, just be out there. You don't notice him very much, and then he can just put points up in bunches, which he did tonight. And he's the type of player, they're never out of the ball game. Any team he's on, that team is never out of the ball game because he can do two things. He can make three-point shots, and he can get to the free-throw line, which slows the game down for his opponent. And that's what happened tonight. You make your threes, you get to the line, you take the momentum away from the Bucks because now they have to stop free-throw line and then restart their offense. We had 28 points in transition, I think, the first half because it was – we could run. It was a free game. Mm-hmm. Not as many people going to the foul line, and that turned a little bit the second half. And they were just, I mean, white hot from three in that first half. 12 of 15 from the three-point line. I mean, that sounds like numbers that somebody puts up shooting free throws at the YMCA before you finish up your, your workout, being able to go 12 of 15 from the three-point line. And some of it started with Brooke Lopez in that first quarter Sydney knocking it down from from the outside. You as an older school guy watching the game, is it still weird to you seeing a guy that big and that size, that skill set stepping out from twenty three feet away? Absolutely, <laughs> he would be taken up by space. I might be, I might be a little upset at him right now. However, <laughs> he's the type of player that could go inside or outside. And the fact he's a very good rebounder, he doesn't give up much on the defensive end. You can appreciate, and you could you could take him shooting three point shots because he does so many other things for that team. I, I just don't like guys that, that just shoot three pointers mm-hmm. that are seven footers and they can't go inside, they can't get an offensive rebound, they can't block a shot. I have a problem with those type of large big players. Well, and that's that's the really fascinating part about it, Sydney, because it's not like he's. He's not doing the dirty work defensively. He's one of the better rim protectors in, in the game, and, and he does. He, he's still able to get offensive rebounds. He still battles down low, and when they still need a bucket, it appears that Mike Budenholzer and the staff are being a little bit more open to letting him go down low and, and finish around the basket, which was one of his calling cards as a young player. Yeah, I think if you look back upon Jack Sigma, Hall of Fame player, I'm not saying Lopez is Jack Sigma, but there's some similarities there. When Jack got older, he went from being inside to a three-point shooter. However, he could still go inside and post up when needed. He could still set good picks. He could still play defense on the other end. He's similar to that, the same type of player, the same skill set. Sydney, when, when you're a, a player in the locker room, and somebody does something like that, you know, changes the way that they've played the game pretty much consistently, taking something out of their game to, to fit more of the offense. I think of Chris Middleton's, you know, turnaround mid-range jump shot. It felt like last year they didn't want him utilizing that as much. 
what kind of confidence, what kind of feel does that give to other guys in the locker room where it is all hands on deck and I'll do something different than I'm used to so we can win games? It just feels like a different type of chemistry that this group has in it, and it shows off in the win column. Yeah, it's special, and I don't, I don't know if we fully appreciate what we're watching when we watch the Bucks play. I really think we take it for granted the way they play the game, the way they sacrifice to one another. Yet they're able to maintain their confidence in their offensive strengths, and that's very difficult to do when you're asked to make a change, but yet you're still making those shots that you made before because you know that that coach has confidence in you, number one, and number two, you know your teammates are pulling for you. I, I didn't even realize this, and I apologize for it. The Bucks just put this out. Think about how tough this is, Sidney Moncrief, and you can comment on how tough it is for a 48-minute game. This is the 10th time this year so far in the 37 wins the Bucks have had that they've led wire to wire the most in the NBA this season. <laughs> that doesn't totally surprise me, and here's why. They get off to such great first-quarter starts. I think that's really the key to their team. Mm -hmm. They set the tone. You're down by 16 points the first quarter. You're playing uphill the entire game. You're down by, what, 20 at half? You're playing uphill. And you can't play uphill that long and expect to win many games. And the Bucks, that's been their calling card is a strong first quarter. And typically, they have a strong third quarter. Tonight, they struggled a little bit in the third quarter, but that first quarter was the difference in the game. Sydney, appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate the time tonight. I uh, know you're busy here tonight, but I appreciate you carving out a couple of minutes to talk Bucks with us. I know the city loves hearing from you as uh, you, you are a, a living legend in this town, my friend, and one of the main reasons why uh, that arena looks as beautiful as it does in Bucks basketball is as good as it is right now. Appreciate it, Sydney. We'll talk soon. Well, Billy, you know the best thing I, I heard you say? You said after living legend, you know what's the most important part of that? Don't say living. I'm living. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Sydney, <laughs> take it easy, Good man. Night. Enjoy the night. All right, bye. That's Sydney Moncrief joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. An absolute living legend. Number four, Sir Sid. It hangs in the rafters, like I say, every single time. Out at Five Sir Forum. Coach for the Bucks, played for the Bucks for a number of years. Six time All Star, two time Defensive Player of the Year. And he joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.